Does that work? Yeah. Is it too? It looks like a cave back here all of a sudden. It looks lovely. It looks scary and confusing. <laughs> and there's a tree. <laughs> okay, I think we'll just leave it. I just realized how dark it actually looks on the webcam. Well, mine looks like a hospital room. So, <laughs> as long as you can see me, right? Yeah. Yeah. A piece of shit. <laughs> it's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Skype went through an. Uh, did your Windows computer do an update? Mine did. Uh, it doesn't talk to me about that stuff. It just does what it wants. Water out of a mason jar. You like that? <laughs> God bless video chat. I also, I also have whiskey here. <laughs> this is. Ooh. Have you tried it yet? Stumpy. No, I haven't tried that. Make mental note of that. You can get it at Schnucks. Okay. If you like bourbon, that's good, brother. Because man, I have tried some terrible stuff at Schnucks. This is this is good, and I and I like. I mean, I'll take a drink of it. A little warm. Yeah, it just burns good, man. Let's see what I got know, here you, in the old drawer. Oh yeah, well, well, something. What is that? Some honey, American honey. This is some American honey. That it's is so good. Almost gone. I think I have more downstairs because <laughs> of the uh, sugary quality of this drink. And if you drink it straight from the bottle, as I do here in the office, uh, the the top gets all all crappy here. But you just keep drinking out of it, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that there by the tree. Whew. Well, you want to jump in? Absolutely. Okay. Merry Christmas, John. How are you? Merry Christmas, Todd. I'm doing well. Um, last week and some days, uh, I was pretty sick. But other than that, I'm doing well. Yeah, you, you caught mystery illness. That was part of why we decided not to do a show last week. I had a reason, too, that escapes me now. But yeah, things things got busy on my end and very ill on your end. Did the whole family have it or just you? Yeah, pretty much what's been going around. Family had some kind of upper respiratory thing. I ended up getting a little bit of that. And then something else came back in. I don't know if it was the same sickness enhanced or like the dad version of it, but oh, some, yeah. <laughs> something else, something else showed up, gave me a fever for a day at a fever spike. It and mutates then, before it hits daddy. Every it, time it, I think it did, you know, and then, uh, put me down, man. And then it's kind of lingered, which yeah. is something that it doesn't normally do. But I think that's also attributed to the temperature fluctuations we've been experiencing because my sinuses do not know what to do yeah. at all. They don't know if they should be dry and pissed or if they should be prepared for mold. <laughs> the weather's been crazy, and it's it's more fun for me because I never watch the news or the weather. So <laughs> <laughs> yesterday I, I put my son to bed. I went to bed, uh, woke up the next morning, ground covered in snow. Had no yeah, idea. Right. Woke up I my son. Either. Hey, snow, take a look. Snow, yay. Yeah, it was crazy. What is it like? It was like 54 a day or two ago. <laughs> yeah, we and were. we wake up and it was snowy. For those Noted. local to the area. I'm kind of busy. I got a show next Friday at Fubar. You playing the rock music? Uh-huh, I'm playing that. Should be pretty good. Somebody just broke toilet at Fubar, obliterated it, and they're reviewing surveillance footage to find out who did it. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. I thought you meant obliterated like took a really bad poo. No. Um, someone walked into it and it looked like they smashed it with a hammer. That is such a weird activity. <laughs> exactly 
And and mind you, it was at a charity event. It was it wasn't even a concert. It was a charity event. The owner of the venue was putting on. I don't remember the charity, unfortunately, but I, I'm friends with all of those guys that work there and run the stuff on social media from being in a local band, yada yada. And I saw the post, and it looks like just what you would imagine: someone walked into your bathroom with a hammer and smashed your toilet when it sat there and didn't shut the water off. <laughs> Could this have been like a karate fight that broke out? Like, <laughs> like a movie like that's what normally destroys a toilet is a fight scene <laughs> i don't know so they're going to review the footage but that's the place i'll be playing at and hopefully they'll have a toilet i hope they put that <laughs> online somewhere i'm kind of curious now it is it's on i'll i'll, I'll find it and, sh- and send it to you but let's talk about games let's talk about <laughs> games you've been playing anything this week what have you i mean you've been busy and sick and i don't know what to expect here um i've just honestly been sticking to the when i get into a routine i stick to the some ye old faithfuls and that's just been faithful to me this time is overwatch I was continuing to play through Brutal Brutal Legend for a little bit uh, once we got that for free from Humble. Yeah. Uh, But I haven't picked that story back up. Pretty far into it, though. I I enjoy everything that's happened on that one. I like that game. I stopped after we played, after I said, like, I'm definitely going to keep playing this. I do intend to keep (laughs) playing that because it's a cool game, but I haven't since we we last talked about it. Yeah, I've put in some more hours on that. Um, And then the Steam sale kind of made me relive my library. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I have that. And I haven't really played much of it, but I liked it. <laughs> we've, we've come to such a funny point with uh, Steam in general. Because it, we come to the summer sale, the holiday sale, whatever's happening. And you start scrolling through. You go, oh, yeah. Look, um, stupid example. Oh, Farming Simulator came up for $5. And you see the thing in the corner. is like, you own this game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's just you totally lose track of all the stuff that you've picked up in the bundles and during the last, you know, uh, semi-annual sale, all all these things and uh, backlog of shame. You know how that goes. Exactly. Because that's (laughs) how I found out I had multiple copies of Dirt Rally. Oh, really? It's because I got it in Humble Bundle and I bought it on sale. And then I was like, ooh, it's on sale. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a minute, I have this game multiple times. I, I do own it on PC and Xbox. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but I don't have two on the PC like you. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> um, I'm actually probably not going to pick anything up. What about you? I I actually did make a purchase today, and that was the Steam Link. It's uh, $5 right now. So... While we're building the new house, we're going to have like a media room where we're going to watch movies and do stuff. And I thought, what better addition to that room than a Steam Link where I can um, play games streaming out of my office. They say if you have a wired connection, it works great. And we're going to have wired connections everywhere or I'm going to burn the house down before we live in it. (laughs) You have no idea how much of a problem that's been in this house. I've talked to like nine or ten contractors because the house was built in about, about the year 2000. And I call people like, oh, it was like right on the bubble. They didn't wire the place up for Ethernet. Can you do it? Yeah, I could do it. But uh, that's not normally the kind of work we pursue. It's much better to do it when the house is built. Like, well, I can't go back in time. So yeah. give me a number and uh, nobody will even give me a number. So in the new house, Ethernet everywhere, bathroom, closets, everywhere you can think of. We started drinking just before we started recording. I'm going to continue now. Yeah, and I may in a minute. I just put in some dip. Okay, so all kinds of fun stuff going on here. You want to talk about some uh, recent news? We're not going to spend too much time on the news, but we got some. You want to talk yeah, about it? absolutely, because some of it pissed me off like normal. That's kind of normal, right? If anyone's listening to this regularly, they can tell I get a little hot-headed. 
we all do. We all, <laughs> everyone here. We're going to start with something I'm going to call good apple, bad apple. Love it. <laughs> apple has had two major news stories and probably everyone knows one of them and the other one is a little more recent. The bad apple story is that they're about to get sued because they have admitted that for years they've been slowing down your iPhone as soon as it turns uh, X number of years old or X months old. They start to purposely slow it down. If you ask them, it's because they want to preserve your battery performance and continue to extend the life of the phone while your battery turns to crap. It, it sure looks a lot like every time they come out with a new phone, everyone's phone gets slow. Kind of convenient, you know. <laughs> the timing is um, very questionable, I would say. You know, um, I have to say this. You know what I mean? I saw people struggling with the operating systems on their Android phones early on, you know? Mm -hmm. And things have definitely gotten better for both platforms. But this is my 4S, man. That 4S was a tank. And that 4S <laughs> worked. And it was just chugging. And then ever since I got the 6 Plus, it's just... I, I've, I'm sure they throttled the 4S also. But ever yeah. since I got this 6 Plus, it just seems like it is getting, like, it was like lightning fast when I first had it. Right. And this slow as it's gotten now, it's so notably slower. It's it's just like, wow. Right. I have a 6S Plus right now. I got this thing when we first moved into this house. We've been here uh, just about three years. And it, now, to be fair, some phones have come out since then and this thing was usable. Right now, the thing is a piece of crap. It can be plugged yeah. in. It can be fully charged um, more than once this week alone, I think. I've, I've gotten separated from cars I was following, like other family members and stuff, because my maps thing wouldn't update fast enough. <laughs> it's I, I can't take photos of things that my kid does that are funny. You know, if he puts something funny on his head or whatever. Well, okay, hold on, son. Let me get my camera out. And it takes literally like two minutes to get this thing to take a picture. And a lot of times it goes to the magnifying function if you have that enabled. That's what mine does because I use the magnifying function sometimes, and it if you it goes to that instead of the camera, it's like I don't have that. Anyways, but yeah, it's it's to find out that they're doing that on purpose. I'm out of my freaking mind. Like I'm serious. I am I'm a hundred percent done with iPhones after this. I'm gonna jump to uh, Android, a Galaxy phone, something. It's not going to be another iPhone after this. And the fanboys are all up in arms. It's, they have a good reason for doing this, and you're just complaining for no reason. No, I'm not. This is dishonest. This is bullcrap. I don't believe that this is all about batteries. I think I think they would happily talk about that if that were really the case. If you go into the Apple store and show them your phone and go, this thing doesn't work anymore, they, they would say like, oh, you know, this is part of the battery saving functionality. We can replace your battery. It won't be a problem. They don't do that. They tell you buy a new phone. That's exactly what they tell you. And, you know, just to kind of play devil's advocate here a little bit, and it's not necessarily that I'm siding with Apple to this because I'm being greatly inconvenienced by the thing in the exact same ways you are. It's yeah. very frustrating when you're when you're in traffic and you've got to be making these decisions and you're counting on this GPS and it's like laggy. Anyways, um, do do we know that Android platform? Do we know that these phone manufacturers like Samsung, the other ones, uh, do they not do the same thing? You know what I mean? That's got me wondering. I it's don't a, know. It's a fair question, and I've seen that question. Uh, I haven't seen the question asked. I've seen somebody say you will have the same problem on Android. However, if that person's saying that, that probably means they're acknowledging that they're doing it. That is where my problem is. My problem is not with the feature, yeah. although I think it's a stupid feature. My problem is that they just spent 
who knows how long, years probably, saying, no, we would never do that. And they're doing it. Yeah, it is extremely rude as a consumer. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, I run a business. Uh, you help run a business. We wouldn't treat people this way. You know? No, not at all. And, and, and another thing, too, is just like what really, really irks me, too. And we didn't really plan to talk about this, but I'm getting into dad mode here for a second. It's like, <laughs> why do all these stinking phones got to have a different cable? Like, oh, stop yeah. it. Just stop it. Stop with the different cables for all of these different things. It doesn't make any sense other than you want us to have to buy a whole new set of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is the only conclusion I can think of. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, a lot of things in my office, honestly, now, it took a long time, but USB and micro USB, uh, sorry, mini USB and micro USB do power most of the things in my office. It'd be great to add a phone to that. Um, yeah. Because I, I honestly do have problems with cables going out. Like, that stuff happens all the time. I don't think anybody makes a very good cable these, day, these days. I think that's partially due to the engineering flaws. Or uh, maybe I shouldn't call them flaws. They're probably engineered the best they can be for what you're asking them to be. And it's this rinky-dink, tiny little thing connector. And it's like, and the, and the wire's holding on to this thing that's like this big. Oh, and yeah. you got this wire holding on to it like an anchor. And yeah. it's like that connection is not going to last. I actually looked at a YouTube video recently of a guy repairing his lightning cable to, to charge his iPhone with. And when he got that thing open, the size of the solder points holding the, the four wires in there, I couldn't believe it actually existed. Like, I was like what yeah. machine did this? And I watched the guy by hand fix it. It was the most incredible thing. I could never do that. I would like a phone, a cable that, for one thing, is going to hold. Charge me 50 bucks for this thing if you need to. I want a cable that's going to work. Yes. But I feel like they want to do both. They want to charge you uh, 30 bucks for the thing, but it's also a piece of crap. Like, why are we doing both? <laughs> yeah. You know, part of this comes from phone manufacturers chasing the certain size of the phone. And I, I mean, I guess we're a phone podcast now, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this ties oh, in because mobile gaming is huge and, and you know... We're going to keep talking about this in a minute. but Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, when this thing is that thin, like, yeah. did they need to be that thin? Not for me. And I can understand why you have to have cables like this now. But, like, that's where I'm thinking, you know, let's, let's find a good middle ground here. Um, you know, come, come to where thin enough, but at the same time where this stuff is practical. I'm just a more practical type of a person. I'm more practically minded. That's why cargo shorts will always be part of my repertoire. <laughs> you can fit so much barbecue backyard fun in those pockets. I know they it's, are just it's the critical. dead of winter, and I'm so sorry I don't have some cargo pants on right now. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm with you. Like I think we've reached diminishing returns with phone yes. size compared to width. I, I yeah. think I think we're at a certain size now. Like you may remember when the 6s and the 6s Plus came out, they're so big and they're so thin. That people were putting them in their pockets and they were bending. It wasn't many of them, but for a while it's like these cases weren't holding up to it. And they're like, oh, your phone bent. I think mine is a little tiny bit bent. And this is a big case. But the, the whole thing is still very thin. Mine is. My case bent a little bit over time. The case yeah. for the thing. And then the phone bent to that shape. And then the case is holding it in an unhealthy position. Because my touchscreen started to go out. And that's the only thing I can think. I, got, I bought this case that was supposed to help. And, yeah. and then now the case is bent. And so the thing bent, the phone's bent. <laughs> Anyways. So in the name of fairness, now let's switch over to good Apple. Apple yes. has taken the first step 
in correcting this whole loot boxes fiasco. And yes. this this dropped on Polygon like two or three days ago. They have updated their um, their developer guide. If you are creating iPhone games, iOS games, and you offer loot boxes, you have to disclose the probability of people acquiring what they want to get out of the loot box. And they, they didn't spell out exactly what this is going to look like. And I'm going to pull up the story here, but it, it now says that you have to let people know basically what their odds are of getting the good stuff. I love that. And, and, um, I think it's a good start. I, I, the one thing I don't like about that article is that that's the one that used the, um, overwatch loot, <laughs> loot crate screenshot for discussing g- mobile games. They sure did. Uh, you, you mentioned that you didn't like <laughs> that they used the screenshot. It took me until now for the, to register what you didn't like about it. For one thing, that has nothing to do with iOS. Exactly. That was the, my main reason. You could have showed anything else, but I don't like how um, you know maybe uh, less informed yet observant, vigilant mother will see that and think Overwatch. Johnny's playing Overwatch. This point. game's gambling. And it's like, oh, man, Overwatch is like the least hateful of all of the (laughs) and you know, it's like, yeah, that one was the least hateful of all of them. Not to go on too far down that uh, rabbit hole of uh, poor selection for your loot box article picture. okay, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What would have been nice would be to see an example of this in action already, but I don't think they're enforcing it yet. I am very curious to see what this is going to look like in practice. The actual wording from the article says apps offering quote loot boxes or other mechanisms that provide randomized virtual items for purchase must disclose the odds of receiving each type of item to customers prior to purchase. So it, the, the end game is very uh, clear, but it seems like there's some wiggle room about how they want to do it. Like there, there were good examples in the article. I think about, you know, will it look like, you have a 13.8% chance of getting an epic rare item. Or will can, can they get away with saying, like, one in six boxes uh, gets gets the big one, you know? Ultimately, it's it's going to break down the same way mathematically. But <laughs> it, it's, I, I think there's room to make it still kind of sketchy. Yeah, and it's not going it, to... Just having the information out there is not going to deter much, if any, honestly, of the people buying this because the kids are buying this and I don't think the kids are going to be reading statistics of or noticing, <laughs> you know, they don't, they're not going to care. So it's kind of like putting a bandaid on the, on the actual issue, but in the same time, good because we came to um, a conclusion that uh, independently started to come to the conclusion. I should correctly say that this article did. If I remember, I read it earlier. I'm sorry if it's not in there, forgive me, but that this was good that the, that they were taking steps to try to show that they don't want government intervention. Or was that your note? Exactly. No, I, I did put in okay. a note about this. Um, okay. To Polygon's credit, they they brush on this briefly. It, it's, it's no secret that Apple is doing this to try and prevent government oversight from being introduced into the App Store process. If you're an app developer, you should be very, very afraid. And we've talked about this. You should be very scared yeah. about the idea of the government stepping in and going, you make it an app? Does it have loot boxes? We will determine what a loot box is and what, you know, whether it's fair or who you're marketing to. Uh, just give it to us and we'll let you know 
if and when you can upload it to the app store. That's not good. Let me put it to you like this, guys. You know, uh, the FCC chairman isn't a very popular person to certain people. Oh, imagine <laughs> since since they don't seem to like that that uh, that archetype of human. <laughs> right. Imagine that kind of a person. Okay, if that is bad, controlling what you're going to do in your games. What I mean by that is, it's not a knock towards that guy personally. I don't really know right. him to right. be able to to be making personal jabs at him. But this is what I do mean by saying that you're going to have a person that's a bureaucrat that's completely out of touch with what we want as gamers and what we want to see happen. Well, looking from the outside in going, change all of this. And then you're like, oh, come on, dude. You know, <laughs> you, this is not your sandbox. You know, you, you, you guys always play on the jungle gym. You don't yeah. know anything about what's going on in the sandbox. Right. <laughs> you know, right. so like that's why it would worry me is that. Not only do we have an issue with gaming and the and the and the gap in generations and the older folk and folk folken, <laughs> the mold like, folken, the mold folken. <laughs> well, that sounds like an interesting word. <laughs> Anyways, what's the folken point? <laughs> the those older folks they don't understand games as much, and right. then you're you're going to you're going to put something in their lap to say that they can control an aspect of that just worries me right now um that it would be not not misused for malicious purposes but just not efficient and it would just be a fun wrecking level of not being efficient right this and this came up when uh the guy's name is chris lee basically held a press conference and went hey i'm looking at this battlefield 2 thing and we're not going to go for this and I've talked about this too, but his description of what the situation was should scare people because it wasn't super accurate. It was like, this is a game that's peddled to children. And that wasn't the case. And like, it's by the all time most popular game studio in the world. And like, eh. it's just like you said, like you, you, you want people who understand this in charge of it. And that's why I think, uh, Apple's move here is good. If they enforce it, like if they, yes, if yes. they stand by that, that's great. Google will need to line up behind them or beside them. Yeah, yes. And this is going to have to look just like the uh, creation of the ESRB back in the 90s when there were congressional hearings about the violence in games. And they went, listen, hold on, hold on. Don't, don't waste taxpayer dollars on this. We will come together as an industry. We will self-govern. You know, we'll police ourselves and then you don't have to do it. We don't have to talk to you. You don't have yes. to talk to us. And yes. it worked like th- it they did. they went for that. We've had the ESRB ever since. I think it's been a, a positive thing. I've gone through the process to get my own ESRB rating. It took like no time at all, a couple of days. And if I had had to submit that to the government, I don't know what would have happened. Tough. It so. would uh, it 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 would have been different. And I don't want to see loot crates get beat up too hard. And that would just really elevate it to that status quick. Because you know that's a that's a thing that I really want to to drive home is that I you know I, and I think that I I speak for you too we don't want to see this disappear this is a good system in some ways when implemented correctly it's okay that this exists because it funnels into it it creates a whole nother arm of gaming that you can do it, it, that yes. just wouldn't exist otherwise and the mobile platform is the perfect example of that type of game that we're talking about. Yeah, it's not so always you, brilliant, but it's it's something that if you like it, 
you can do it. Yep. And so I don't want to see it immediately get thrusted into, yeah, into that situation, that, 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 that same thing that we do with the federal government and the overregulating and, and getting lost in so many miles of red tape. And then you've got to consider adding that to what your development costs and demands would be. You know, mm-hmm. if you're a big enough dev and you, and you got a large enough product you're pushing out there now, you know, now you have to have people that are going to be able to adhere to the, the government regulations and rules on that. And it just, it's a whole nother system to learn a whole nother, um, burden on developers. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just see it's just from, to go from, to, to go from, Hey, this is a problem to shoved right into Capitol Hill is like, <laughs> yeah, I, can you can we can we hold up? Can we give to get a second to try to sort this out? I think that's the worst thing about the situation is that just like the violence and games thing in the 90s, it's become like almost strictly political at this point. And you see this in the games coverage and in the, the politicians uh, presentations and stuff. It's it's all like one side going, hey, uh, we should be able to do what we want and you should trust us to be responsible and uh, we don't want the government in our stuff. And the other side is going like, why does big business get to prey on kids? And you know, this is, this is predatory and and you can't just put profit over whatever. And none of, I don't think anyone's being objective and going, okay, let's talk about what this is. Let's talk about what this is not. Let's talk about the real ramifications. If we go either direction, not hearing a lot of that right now. No. And so let's talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> Let's do it real quick, because I think that, you know, watching the EA thing, um, talking through things with you about exploring our own development um, of, of games and then thinking in that direction. I think that we need to be careful. And, and I mean that we as a blanket about developers and making games. We need to be careful that the loot crates aren't tied towards progression. That is when it becomes fun wrecking. That's when it starts, in my opinion, to become something that I would put on the spectrum of predatory action. Because there used to be a point in time where you'd buy a full game and um, then you would buy the $30 uh, smaller version of it, DLC, you know, so to speak. You'd see it in the store. Oh, the green box world of uh, Warcraft is out. I'm going to get it. (laughs) And, um, Give us the content that's clearly there, please. <laughs> you made this. I'd like to buy it. Yes. I mean, if it's there and you're looking at it, you're like, that should be in the game when it's when it's involved with progression. Um, it, does that make sense? Like, I don't want the loot system to be tied towards the progression of something fun. Of fun. It's just fun wrecking. It's just fun wrecking. Let's yeah. just not put that into the development. There was this started in a in a time where there was some of that in gaming. We recognized it, but we considered it more of like a a casual guideline. Like, hey, if you really want to get over good with fans, make sure that the the bonus stuff is not something that lets somebody get online, spend ten more bucks, and you can never beat them in an online match again. And it's come now to a point where where it's like. Uh, if you continue this, it's it's going to basically lop off part of the industry and it's just going to float out into the ocean. We're never going to see it again because <laughs> publishers like EA who have come to rely on this stuff, if you take that away from them, there are certain games you're never going to see again. Like 
where where would Counter Strike now? That's a disconnect from what I was just saying about EA. But like, where would a game like Counter Strike go if they if the the gambling on the on the loot boxes and all that? I don't know exactly how it works on Counter Strike. I'm not pretending I do, but uh, people have made careers out of opening boxes of of junk on Counter Strike, and it would be hard to bounce back from that if they said you couldn't do that anymore, right? And so, but let's see, that way doesn't bother me as much because as far as I understand from having some friends that played Counter-Strike, that was purely cosmetic. And those guys were going on there being like, we just want the stuff that looks cool. That's great. But, you know, don't, it's just to give EA's the, the most recent and best example that I could say to this. Don't have me buy a Star Wars game and then have Darth Vader sitting behind a $40 paywall after I just spent $60 on this game. Right. He's in the game. He's clearly in. The, I'm looking at him. He's clearly in the game. This dude just killed me with him because right. he spent 40 more dollars to have him day one. And yeah, it's like, and stop that. To better explain myself, because that was all over the place. Uh, the The games that are taking progression based loot boxes and going like, oh, this is OK. You can't complain. If they don't relent, it's going to ruin like all microtransaction model stuff for everyone. So the the games that are doing it well will no longer be able to benefit from that because they don't have the time to wait for the government or they don't have, you know, they can't go through the extra procedures that they need to go through. Like suddenly it doesn't make financial sense anymore. There are going to be games that are right on the bubble there that suddenly that's not profitable any longer to do and there are going to be tons of people who go like oh they should never have any microtransactions at all but there are games that do an okay job of it I don't and this see is the how problem. they survive yeah it's leave it up to the players is ultimately the thing i do agree with letting players know very clearly what they might be getting into and what they don't i think apple's take on this is essentially right yeah yeah make, make sure the player knows and let them decide Perfect. Make sure the player knows and let them decide. And, you know, another thing to come into the defense of loot boxes before we leave this point is that, you know, something that uh, consumers would benefit from realizing and understanding is that when you're talking about continued support of these multiplayer games, this is going to cost companies resources perpetually. If you want those servers to be maintained and the game to continue to update as graphics drivers update and everything like that, it costs money. So nowadays you can't just barf a game out and then be like hey you know here it is um we're gonna support this forever because eventually there's a there's a point where it gets where that dev didn't that didn't do anything for them and and they have to make money or else they can't make games so it comes to a point to where supporting that we can't do this anymore you know it's a fair point and it brings up other fair points like gaming has game development has changed in such a way that um, if you think back to like the Nintendo Entertainment System days and the Atari days, if you made a game and you finished it, God bless you, you did it, you, you ride off into the sunset, and now if you release a game and you don't put out any updates for it, and I don't care if there's online play or DLC or anything, if you put out a game just all completely self-contained, but you never put out one update when reports about bugs come in and, and you know preference things that players pick up no matter how much testing you do or what good a shape you think the game's in you are gonna you're gonna take a big hit for that like it's unheard of now for a developer to just take their hands off completely and totally walk away forever we don't get to do that there's ongoing costs and ongoing development and all this stuff and you do have to think about incorporating other means of of continued revenue 
to to uphold this. You you don't just get to go like, well, I'll pay for this by making another game right now. Chop chop. Like you got to do something. So. Yep, and and that's why I would like them protected. Plus, a lot of the games I really like, I think would suffer. And one of them that's coming to mind is Brawlhalla. You know, you get a great free to play system like that, and the it's done well and cosmetically. I don't think they would be able to continue to support that game if those were um, regulated into the ground. But anyways, yeah. we don't want to fill up the, another what like a, a sixth show with loot crate. <laughs> well, like we we did a couple, and not much was happening. But now things are starting to move. And they're starting to move in a potentially positive direction. And I, I think that's worth yeah. talking about because excellent point. one way or another, history is being made right now. We don't know how it's going to look, but things are not going to be the same in probably even a year, would yeah. be my guess. But I, I don't actually have a ton of other news stuff. I wanted to talk about some holiday stuff because that's what time it is. And I've got a, a little bit of a fun thing. So let's let's talk about some of the cool stuff. If you're a gamer... And you've got some time off for the holidays right now, going into the new year. Uh, stuff that might entertain you. And the first thing I've got is, um, do you know anything about StoryBundle.com? Not a lot of people do. Nope, not until you sent me that link with all those books. Right. It's it's not enough just to be a reader. You have to be like a reader who enjoys stuff like PDF and uh, Mobi and EPUB files. You have to be real real comfortable reading on your devices and on your computer and you have to pretty much be on Twitter. I've never seen this anywhere but Twitter. Storybundle.com does basically what Humble Bundle does with games, but with books. They've they've got themed collections of usually indie writer essays, books, products, and they they will uh, put you on a mailing list if you want, let you know what they got going on. You pay what you want, and you get cool books. And they are doing a great not not specifically game development book, but a, a game bundle that has a lot of game dev stuff in it, and I think it's phenomenal. So did you get a chance to look at this list while I pull this up? I did. It's it's epic. I gotta remember to get it. I'll probably get it tonight after this cast while while we chat for a little bit post cast like normal. <laughs> yeah. Um because it's phenomenal. I can't believe you get all of that content for fifteen bucks. Right. It is what is it, like a dozen books? Uh, let's see. It's, it's, uh, like closer to, yeah, it's about 10, 10 things that you, you get. And it's, it includes a collection of essays from tabletop, like RPG game developers about world building. That's the, the book verbose that you see there. What else have they got? No, that I'm wrong. Uh, verbose is an analysis of point and click adventure games, uh, from an expert in that genre. Uh, the Cobalt Guide to World Building by Wolfgang Bauer is a, a uh, collection of essays about uh, building for worlds, whether you work on books or games or um, RPGs, stuff like that. So that that's pretty neat. There's a collection of essays from a columnist at Edge Magazine that, that looks interesting stuff. Sort of uh, games and philosophy, that kind of thing. What else? Oh, and a couple of these are just great collections of interviews with game developers. And I cannot get enough of that stuff. You know me. My, I think my favorite book of all times is uh, Gamers at Work. Interviews with like Trip Hawkins, who founded EA, and Sid Meier's old boss. Really great stuff from old studio heads. And I, for game developers, you can't read enough of that stuff. Anytime you get an opportunity to follow the story of a studio or just a specific game or a game developer, you should always take a chance to read through that stuff. Uh, it won't always apply technology-wise, but you will always learn something about the creative process, and 
You'll find things to relate to that people go through. It's it's just great every time. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic way to learn. Um, it's it's very organic. Um, to use a hipster term, <laughs> but I but I enjoy learning a lot of stuff that I'm interested in. Um, in that format, listening to the experts talk about their journey, it's inspiring. You can hear the pitfalls that that they conquered or the ones they narrowly missed and. It's neat, inspiring stuff. Yeah, so. totally. The other thing is um, visiting Gamma Sutra. Gamma Sutra has super good articles from game developers. Some stuff's better than others, but the the stories about new games that are coming out and ongoing blogs and stuff, y- you got to read up on it. For one thing, it's it's just fun. It's fun to to hear the stories about triumphs uh, over you know creator's block and uh, budgetary problems and just stuff you'd never dream of i'm sure they're talking about the new the new apple procedures and stuff over there like you, you got to stay up on this stuff you just owe it to yourself is is how i would explain that yeah absolutely I and mean, you know knowledge is power get it yeah. get it while it's 15 bucks i've, I've actually been <laughs> meaning to because i i do read a lot of this stuff i'm i'm certainly practicing what i preach and i'm I'm probably going to start making recommendations on a uh ongoing schedule of just throwing out a book or a, a, an article series and going hey here's what this is here here are the takeaways but go read it so just just expect that from me because if we can't help impart knowledge we just we shouldn't be here yeah i'm into that man i'm into that so i'm gonna pick that up and start checking some of that stuff out too i will say this there's there's no um drm on this stuff however if you're a pdf person you may have to run some of the stuff through like a converter of some kind because i i find that even though epub is for mobile devices and and moby is for mobile devices pdfs almost always work better for me i don't know what it is so they do be ready just load they just load better this system seem to like them yeah 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 so that's all the book talk for today i think but um the other big thing along the holiday theme is the uh, steam winter sale. Oh yeah. Have you made any purchases yet? No, but I do plan. I might get cuphead, man. I might get cuphead because I'm a racist. (laughs) I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Report back. Follow John. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Well, I mean, Are, as as it's known, you would be racist for playing Cuphead. Everyone knows that. Anyways, all Ask jokes anyone. aside, all jokes aside, I'll probably pick up Cuphead. But I've got a few recommendations. Um, I'd love to hear. Them. I mean, I think you had this same one, Witcher Three. Yeah, that it's, was first on my list. I think actually. Me too. Me too. It's it's just I love that dev group, man. It's it's they're good. Yeah, I they're can't cool. believe it. I, I'm staggered when I when when I read about those guys and realized that their team isn't really. I mean, it's bigger than it's bigger than ours. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but, that's but true. It, but you know, it's just not the size that I would imagine would have been involved in such a game, and it's just like very inspiring, and they're and they're so cool, and all the all the attention to detail. I can't. So want to support them enough and put that product out there enough. And that game is just really fun in the different perspectives. I'm sure anyone listening to this has played it, but if you haven't, it's just such a cool experience. It's uh, on my list because I still have not played it. I've never played have. the series at all. Yeah, I know. I know. He's going to leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I I was playing a lot of Dragon Age for a while. Like, there have been a, a series of similar games that I was playing that I never got to switch over. I, I do intend to play it. This might be the time. Maybe I'll, uh, if it came down like another five bucks, I'd be totally in. You should do it. I really do. I think now, honestly, I mean, if you're going to get one, get get that. It's just neat. Like, one of the things that stuck out to me big time was how the monster combat was handled in that game to where you weren't just given a quest and you say hey go kill this thing and then what you do in Skyrim is you go get a bunch of healing potions and mana potions and you go run in you have to like <clears throat> do these little side missions in some situations where you learn from dealing with the NPCs the habits of this thing so where it might show up and what time of day it might show up and then there's cool. occasions where you observe it and then you find out what some of its abilities are and you go wow I gotta go back and get these herbs and these oils I got to put this on my sword so it does this kind of damage because I'm dealing with this, you know, I'm dealing with a werewolf. This is going to be strong against it, um, you know, da, 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 da. And then you can go in and battle and doing those steps makes the battle easier for you or actually doable at all in certain situations. And I really liked that part of it, man. It wasn't just like just thrown into a quest. It was it was neat how they pieced it all together like that and, and has this element of detective work to it. And it was just a really cool design idea by them. You know, it was just it wasn't just blanket boss fights and stuff. Yeah. It, it's cool, man. It's a fun experience. It is a little wonky. I do give it to the people that um, criticize it for that. It, it is it is a little tougher shooting the um uh, secondary weapon the bow sometimes and lock it onto the right target um it's definitely a controller game believe it or not i would highly recommend playing it with your xbox controller i've heard that go to town man the game is awesome it's immersive it's uh deep it really it, it's uh gave me a sense of a uh, buddy of mine tom pointed this out when he pointed it out i started to pay attention to it and he's right it gives you a sense of what it might be like to be discriminated to for your race because if you go into certain areas of the game People are overtly racist towards you, and it's crazy. Like, get out of here. We don't like your kind. We don't want to deal with you. And they will be hostile towards you, the NPCs. And when you're in certain towns, it's they don't like The Witcher, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool. It's just really cool. So, okay. Glowing recommendation for <laughs> Witcher 3. What else you got? Human Fall Flat. Absolute, I saw that, and I don't know what it is. Absolute must buy. One of the best physics-based games I've played in a long time. Um, you love some physics games. Oh, they're just so fun. I got to look this up and find out who, uh, who developed this real quick because I feel like it's relevant because we talked about them. Maybe we have talked about trying to do a small physics game just because it's, it's stuff we're both into and, um, it'd just be a fun area to develop in. The publisher is curve digital. Okay. So it's not this one. It is, um, it is gang beasts that's it gang beasts is a similar game it's also on sale but i don't know what's going on with it it seems kind of dead in the water Uh oh and and, um well i'm i'm wrong here i thought double fine was involved with one of these projects and i and i guess i'm wrong Hmm. oh no no it is double fine gang beasts so that's an interesting factoid when we were talking back to the brutal legend and you're like what's double fine up to well they have a game on sale right now that's decently fun i have it it's called gang beasts and it's similar to human fall flat but i I like human fall flat it's it's just a good game if you pick it up it'd be great if we play a game and talk again because it's just nutty and like way laid back and you choose the pace of the action it's a puzzle platformer 
you're basically a chunk of clay that moves like a toddler and then <laughs> and then your your triggers on your controller these triggers the big ones yeah they they control your hands and what they hold on to okay and then the sticks move each individual arm i think i've seen this played yes you put just one arm up and grab the guy climbing in front of you and pull him down i've done it a lot (laughs) (laughs) and 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 then you can be grabbing two different people and knocking them together and and throwing them off cliffs if you if you grab them the right way and move the both sticks at the same time super fun you pull yourself up with cliffs like that and uh man it's just a blast to get a couple buddies and it's all about solving problems you got to get a cart over to a button well you got to swing across this thing and jump over this and you're like oh that sounds fine not when you're a drunk toddler so (laughs) so good luck awesome so so that gets a really high recommendation what else you got i will throw out uh south park the fractured butthole is (laughs) let's be real it's called the fractured butthole is uh thirty dollars right now, which is up there, but I think it's normally going full price still at sixty bucks. So thirty bucks is a good deal, right? I think that's the case. I think it's down from from sixty. But those South Park games, I say it all the time. Like you can't you can't find better entertainment. They're super fun, super funny. The gameplay is always just spot on. Definitely check out. I've never played one. I've never played one, so maybe it's time. If that's the case, um, depending on the price, I don't know what it goes for right now. But Stick of Truth would be a fine place to start, and you could support our good friends over at Obsidian. So, Excellent. Yeah. We like them guys. We like them guys. I was going to include <laughs> a video, and maybe I'll chop it into to our YouTube stuff, but they, they have made some big um, development announcements recently, and they put out a video where uh, my buddy Mikey Dowling was asking the guys, Hey, hey guys, uh, congrats on your big announcement. Hey, will the, the new game have loot boxes? <laughs> it's like, oh. like, uh, no. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's just the whole thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shots fired, everyone. <laughs> so That's I was, hilarious. I was entertained by that. The, the other big uh, recommendation I will make is if you don't have the Steam link, not only can you get the Steam link for $5, but for $12, you can get your own Steam link plus a copy of John Wick to watch on it, I that's guess. That's cool. That's it's a super bizarre pairing, but that's something you can do. John Wick Steam link. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I, I mean, I guess they're trying to move into movies on the on the streaming device. So, I, okay. We'll see. I don't know. Kind of late. In my opinion, and in, in Steam, that's a tough area to compete now. Yeah, yeah, and Steam already has a niche, so good luck. But if they um, throw them in as bundles, like I would, I would throw an extra couple of bucks in every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. I, I, I don't want to glance over this because I had one more here that I did remember I wanted to talk about. I haven't played a lot of it, unfortunately, because my multiplayer games were absorbing a lot of that time. Uh, you know, my buddies, dads, yeah. we can only play for so long. So I need to dig back into it, but it's on sale right now, and it's called Shadow Tactics Blades of Shogun. Now, way back when, I was a huge fan of like the uh, LucasArts games, the point-and-click style adventures. I'm not saying yeah. the right thing. I'm sorry. Those were good, too, but I meant to say the interplay ones with the Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah. A huge fan of those. And that launched me into liking games like Jagged Alliance. I don't remember if that ever... Did that come across your radar at all? I don't think so. Okay, that was a mercenary type game, and it, it has that RTS view 
um, and then you have your characters on there and they're, and they're turn based and you have your turn and you move all four of your units or six. I can't remember exactly. And then the enemy would do that <clears throat> and you throw grenades and kick down doors and shoot at people. Yeah. And this game is like a really polished, newer version of, of that style of play. And you play this group of, I, I don't know, it's just kind of like a ragtag group of, of um, resistance I don't have I don't have the full up on the story because I didn't play that far into it. But you are going against what seems to be like not good guys, not a good uh, Japanese kingdom. And you're trying to infiltrate it and you're sneaking around and you're pointing and clicking and they have different abilities and you're grapple hooking up stuff and trying not not get seen and and stealth killing a guy and dragging his body behind a bush and. Um, you make noise and, they, and it has a little indicator on the map and that can alert troops. And it's just kind of like playing a really advanced and in-depth game of chess with, but you have only a few players and sometimes one. I'm into that. Yeah, and it's it's cool, man. I mean, the graphics were neat and it, it, has, it has good depth to it and it just looks good. And I don't see a lot of people talking about it or play it, so I really wanted to shout them out there. Um, Shadow Tactics, um, Blade of Shogun, and... That gets a recommendation from me too. Nice. So, uh, and also, Farming Simulator 15 is five dollars. So, ooh, yeah. I, okay, I, I probably I jo- will buy that. <laughs> I joke about that series all the time, but I've got it. There's one of them you can play free on your iPhone, and then um, one of them was in the Xbox Games Pass for a while. I think it still is. It's it's not bad. Like if you've got a kid who you want to introduce to stuff like agriculture and just something peaceful you can do on on the xbox or whatever those are cool games so yeah and i've I've gotten to interact with um some of the freelancers they work with to make the game like it's they work hard on that stuff it's pretty cool so i'll probably get this i'm I'm liking these games um simulator i'll try anything for five bucks you know basically i mean i waste five bucks at a gas station buying a disgusting energy drink so (laughs) <laughs> it's it's when a sixty dollar game is forty five dollars and I'm still like uh but this cheap <laughs> stuff like bring it on I don't know why that is I wonder if Kingdom New Lands is still on sale I didn't I didn't bother to look because I mentioned that to you too I was anxious to get you to, to play that at some point too yeah you've you've been mentioning that and I've been meaning it to. is okay it is What's it's it five for? bucks nice well now now we're getting somewhere <laughs> there you go Kingdom <laughs> New Lands I know that's the impromptu shout out yep it's four. 49 right now and it is 100 percent worth it uh go get that play it it's fun uh you will not be upset okay fair enough do you want to try our our super secret surprise fun activity this will be how we go out and we're going to cut some some stuff out it's funny we uh we, somebody accused us of a, a lot of nonsensical filler last weekend and i remembered that i cut like 20 minutes of content out of the show anyway fuck off (laughs) (laughs) it happens man uh yeah so we you and i have been uh working on tackling our first game project together we're not in development yet we're in the planning stages because we're both busy with stuff but yes we're going to be working together on stuff very soon and one of the things we talked about just a little bit too late was trying to make a game for christmas that our friends could play and just hey merry christmas from us here's a, a dumb game to play yeah, we should have started at like Halloween, and instead we started at like Thanksgiving. So that didn't, <laughs> that didn't work. We didn't get started. We knew it was going to be trouble. So I th- I thought it would still be fun if we were to sit here and just verbally design a Christmas game and just talk <laughs> okay. about 
just the weirdest, most ridiculous Christmas game. Do you have any ideas for what this this game could be about? I think we should use your idea, unless you don't want to tell tell that uh, about the, the flat earthers. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I no, mean, I'm honestly, I think that's I think that's a fantastic <laughs> idea. Still, I got to go on the record and say that my idea was basically <laughs> a flat Earth Santa Claus <laughs> who was using physics to like launch presents across the flat Earth to the people of the world. And and the idea, I don't know exactly how this was going to look, but <laughs> I'm still in love with this idea. <laughs> it's uh, amazing. It'd basically be a map of the Earth, flat, obviously. Uh, maybe 3D, and just something would pop up, like, here's a little kid in Paris, and Santa's got to get him a present, and you just aim the thing and just fire <laughs> your, your present slingshot or your t-shirt cannon or whatever it is, and uh, just try to knock these things off the list, and if they go in the ocean, you lose points, and if they go off the edge of the world, you know, that's that's no good. The turtles eat it. Because <laughs> there's turtles holding it up. Because Christmas was coming up, and, and Flat Earther stuff was all over Facebook. I'm like, we've got to marry these two ideas. I mean, that is such an amazing start because you could take that and you could kind of use that vibe that I got from playing Scorched Earth. You remember that game? I looked it up after you brought it up. It was awesome. Yeah, a little tank, guys. And then we played one similar to that, too, on it the was phone. Like, it was like worms, but completely unfair. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It was. It, it basically is. What if you had a game where you had to catch baby Jesus in, in the manger and it's... It's only sacrilegious if you miss. That, that is, is that like, it's like it, if you miss and then it starts playing Slayer, uh, Rain and Blood. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 guy, I can't get into Slayer because he sounds like an angry gym coach. What's that right that? that would be funny what are you the donkey and the baskets on your back and you're the donkey jumping around the physics are a little weird because you're a jackass yeah i like that yeah (laughs) see now we're doing it now we're doing what i wanted to do here (laughs) yeah and if you catch it right you can flip your tail up and it can hit him and knock him into the basket (laughs) yeah if it's close you can just pop him in yeah yeah you can pop a little tail up (laughs) and this is not significantly worse than the nes games that that were uh programmed in china or wherever and you're not moses and you're doing a super flip over a log and climbing up the waterfall and stuff like i remember being bought this product like here you go this will be good for you and it's like why this is no different than mario but has a weird religious overtone is there a bible nes game there are several man hold on a minute because you are sending me down an interesting path here bible adventures i did play that i did play that look up the music for it and you will go into shock you'll go into like a jason Bourne memory sequence oh man just sometime everybody oh there's the rom i found the rom there you go oh man what a game man i can't believe you said this (laughs) oh my gosh the music i know so my idea is not so far out there right the music man yeah if I were to to throw another cool game out, like idea that would be fast and simple, and I think would have a decent premise, and it would be neat to see it brought to re brought to life, and it could fit any theme. Honestly, you could do any holiday with it. Is that Gyromite game for NES? Okay, okay. I don't know if you remember that game. I do. That would be, I think, would be fun. You just put a Christmas skin on it, and boom. That's the one that uses the <laughs> robot, right? Yeah, and then you you have it to where you control the the pipes. Yeah, and you got and you, the little dude runs through there. 
See, I had that, and I didn't have the robot, and that was a mess. I didn't have the robot either, and I used to play it with a second controller sitting next to me. So I could control the pipes and move the guy. <laughs> they could talk about loser status. In this scenario, yeah, <laughs> that's how I was too. It was like, I'm playing with both hands. Uh, yeah. In this scenario, what are your characters? What are we accomplishing? I would say that they're elves. And this is what's really going on in Santa's workshop. And if you're not performing up to speed, you're getting crushed by stuff. Your life is ending. (laughs) You have to get these presents down to a conveyor belt. Um, Santa's like, you could maybe design the level to where you could see Santa up in the workshop looking happy as the presents come up a chute to where he can grab them. And up there, they're drinking cocoa and everything like that. And down here, (laughs) the elves are running around in a maze of things that are squishing them. And they're they're fighting for their lives. (laughs) I think that would be amazing. There's kids coming in. Above you, you can see him coming into Santa's <laughs> workshop and picking up presents or something. And but, but the deaths of the of the things are <laughs> real, like super graphic. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like lemmings where sometimes they just get like torn apart and stuff. <laughs> and they're down there slaving away, and he's loading up. Oh, 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 he's loading up the toys. I'm so glad I brought this up. Right, that would be fun too. And it's all this whole time, uh, your whole Christmas joy has been built upon the bones of innocent elves. <laughs> yeah. you can use old elf parts to climb up on something or whatever and what you could do is you could you could have their bones start to stack up and you lose when the pile of bones gets so high that it's 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 protruding out of the toy chute <laughs> <laughs> and once santa sees the skull you lose he's like what's the powerful it's powerful stuff <laughs> <laughs> there you go there that, that was my pitch that's we're not going to top that that was great i think we should do this from time to time just uh, get get the uh, creative juices flowing. It was fun. I said, now I want to design that. I know. We will certainly come across ideas where it's like, okay, we have to do this, or someone else will beat us to it. Fair enough. I just exactly. want to play that. Right? Yeah. Well, I got to finish making my game manger uh, function correctly. <laughs> yeah. Making fun of my spelling errors and my code. Well, but it works for my game because there would be a game manger. <laughs> so we could just keep that code for your game. These manger physics are insane. These manger, you guys nailed these manger physics. <laughs> Unity is our uh, engine of choice because of the just the fantastic manger physics. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten out of ten would play again. It's incredible. Not enough uh, manger uh, loot crates though. <laughs> hold on, uh, <laughs> hold on. How do we work loot crates into these? <laughs> How do, oh, okay. That's the real question. Okay, Boy, okay. I don't know. You Okay, could they be gifts for the baby Jesus? You can buy loot crates with gifts for baby Jesus. Loot crates with gifts for baby Jesus. That is, now you're on to something. This is getting fleshed out. Easy as that. That would be incredible. Fantastic. This is fun. I like that. I don't know how game uh, game loot crates would implement in the, the Sano world, though. Maybe you could have power-ups that would allow you. No, that's, that's, that's hiding your progression behind that. Retaliation power-ups towards Sano. <laughs> and, I mean, elf outfits, you know, skins are, are an easy one. Yeah. No, that is true. Skins would probably be the only way out to go. But, man, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds funny. That sounds super fun. I love it. All right. Man, let me check the, uh, will we do another show before end of the year? It'll be tight, but we can. We should be able to do it. If you're I'll not like, look at my schedule. If you're not like leaving the country or something. Yeah, you got shows and stuff. This may, if, if we don't see you guys, happy new year. Happy new year if we don't see you. We're going to talk about this and we're going to try to make it happen. 
I had something else to say that was unimportant. Remind me to tell you after this. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.